something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, and this is episode 74. I am dressed as a naughty nurse. And for you audio listeners out there, I really highly recommend watching the video version of this podcast. <laughs> you can see as well as here. Um, this is the, okay, so <laughs> I, many times I mentioned that uh, this podcast lands on Halloween. I was mistaken. It's actually my weekly video on Patreon that I post every Monday because Halloween lands on a Monday, not a Friday. So this is the last Halloween episode of Kitty Liquor. Uh, and I've been saving the best for last. So I actually wore this costume and stripped down to barely anything on day one of my Halloween special, which is still happening. Today's actually day 14. So if you go to Patreon uh, or OnlyFans, uh, I posted all the videos on my free OnlyFans, but it is a bit cheaper if you go to Patreon and uh, you can watch all 14 videos today. Tomorrow is the grand finale, as well as two videos following, so two bonus videos as well. So stay tuned for those as well. Uh, but this was my day one, and what I wore underneath uh, in that video and what I wind up exposing is a little bit crazy, but it's Halloween. It comes about once a year, and I am a freaky bitch. So <laughs> if you didn't know that about me, I look all wholesome and uh, innocent on YouTube. But the truth is, <laughs> I, uh, I'm really not on the inside. <sighs> so let me, let me give you an example. <laughs> so here's my medical kit. I carry this around with me everywhere I go. And you never know what kind of trouble you run into. This is just a dirty, bloody rag from my last victim. Um, oh, this, this actually really helps if you have a sore elbow or a sore knee. Or, you know, it just helps to whack it a little. Um, sometimes salt <laughs> helps too. But, you know, hitting it is one of my remedies. Um, this, oh yeah, these. Uh, these just come in handy when you happen to want to really scratch that itch and you want to re restrain yourself or have me restrain you. Um, anyway, that's all I'm going to show you for now. The rest you have to go to. Patreon and OnlyFans. <laughs> what are you guys doing for Halloween? I have a couple Halloween parties to go to and uh, I'm excited because again, Halloween comes but once a year. I've got a trillion costumes to choose from. Uh, weather is one factor, um, but yeah, I'm still doing some thinking about that. What are, are you, what are you doing for Halloween? Are you going out for Halloween? Are you trick-or-treating for Halloween? <laughs> this episode, I'm going to start it off like every other episode. Actually, that's not true. Sometimes I ramble for a while before I make my concoctail, but I'm concocting a cocktail right now. I don't know what it's going to turn out like, but I'm using some pretty disgusting champagne. So, uh, okay. So this is called Friend Brute. I had, okay, I opened this already uh, yesterday to taste it. Just had a little glass. See? 
There's about this much left. Um, I had this when I was out for dinner with a friend <laughs> and it was okay at the restaurant. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with this one. Maybe this is a different type, um, but it just tastes almost like, it tastes like a sparkling homemade wine. It's not sweet, but it's got just a very like, I don't know, homemade wine flavor to it. And to me, homemade wines are always very weak and not delicious, but don't be offended because you might be making the world's best uh, at-home wine. <laughs> Some people rave about their wine and they let me taste it and they look at me like this, like, what do you think? And I'm like, wow, yeah, this is, wow, you made this? Holy shit. On the inside, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> spit this shit out. <laughs> but I'm a little bit picky. I'm no connoisseur by any means when it comes to wine, but I do know what I like. And a lot of times homemade wine is not what I like. But this is, I wouldn't recommend it. Don't buy it. It's a little bit expensive for what you're getting. Um, it's made in, it's a product of Canada. It is the, from the Friend State Winery uh, in West Kelowna. So I'm sorry friend. <laughs> I still want to be friends. Okay, I'm gonna stop with that. But uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to mix that the friend champagne with this. This is called Simply Cocktails. This is also a Canadian brand. I believe they're out of Vancouver. No, it's manufactured in Calgary, Alberta. Um, Simply Cocktails. These are handcrafted cocktail mixers made with real fruit. So this is a pineapple lime habanero. Uh, so it's gonna be a little spicy which I like. And uh, so just these two mixed together and we'll see how it turns out. I'm going to rim my, what is this, a margarita glass? Um, I just thought I would go for margarita glass with egg whites. So the last cocktail that I made, I rimmed it with honey. Um, and yes, I avoided the rim job joke because it was just almost too much, but I'm gonna give this martini glass or whatever you want to call this a rim job okay so <laughs> my plan was to dip it in the egg whites and then dip it in the sprinkles but have a look so that's stupid but i brought another <laughs> another uh, plate that i'm going to use to strategically pour the sprinkles around the rim and we're going to make it work so i'm going to rim this glass egg white, which makes sense. Okay. Boom. Now I'm going to put this glass on here and then pour the sprinkles around. So at least it'll stick to the rim. And then I'll just move it around a bit to get the sprinkles to completely. Oh shit. This is also not really, oh, actually. So what I'm gonna do, I brought a little orange stir stick. It is a flamingo, so it's not really Halloween themed, but I'm gonna pour the champagne in first. Oh, rude. Good thing I have my emergency kit in case an emergency happened. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pour the champagne in first, then the juicy stuff so that the bubbles don't really die on me. Here we go. 
And this isn't super potent, so you could probably get away with even just drinking this straight. I only know this because I opened the other two, uh, and this one is probably very similar. So this is kind of going to be a little bit like a, like a spicy mimosa. Pineapple juice, you know, kind of like orange juice. Even though pineapple's not citrus, it reminds me of like a citrusy type fruit. Um, and I'm just going to give it a little stir gently so I don't disturb my bubbles. Ooh. Beep. Let's give it a try. You lick the sprinkles first. You. Delectable. Ooh, it's got an interesting heat to it. It sort of like just warms your throat on the way down. I don't taste any spiciness in my mouth. Maybe if I kept it in my mouth <laughs> for a longer period of time, I would taste more of the spice, but I don't, which is not a bad thing. I don't want to be burning my mouth off as I'm talking to you. Ah. So believe it or not, this is extremely comfortable, this costume. And part of the reason why I decided to wear it today is because not only is it uber sexy and lovely and super kind of classic 1950s evil nurse, um, but also it's very comfortable. So uh, I'm not gonna lie, I did have a little bit of the champagne when I showered. Do you ever drink champagne in the shower? So I've been on Sober October, uh, basically since I got back from South America, because I feel like I pretty much completely poisoned myself with alcohol down there. <laughs> I was trying to keep up with all of my Dutch friends, okay? <laughs> they get a little wild. So I, you know, was trying to keep up and um, I can throw down like I can. Uh, but man, the long nights and the just woo. So when I got back, I was like, okay. Hey, not drinking anymore. And then until um, I have another trip planned the beginning of November, that's going to be a blast. So I'm like, okay, from now until then, except for Tuesdays when I film my podcast. <laughs> so this is going to hit a little harder, but because I was like, mm, well, I'm drinking anyway in the podcast. So when I shower and get ready, I'm going to try some of this champagne. I did try some last night too, but champagne in the shower. There's just something about it. I've got a special little shelf that I put my glass on and I typically, so I have like a little, <laughs> a suction cup phone holder in there. So I'll play one of my favorite podcasts or videos and shower and champagne and just really make the most of my shower experience because truly I shower my body pretty much every day. But my hair, I wash like every five days. So if I'm doing a hair wash in the shower, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm not always drinking champagne, but if I really want to experience it to the fullest, definitely champagne and a video in the shower. Or if I happen to have somebody over like my cameraman, he's fun in the shower too. All right, my week. So I um, woke up this morning to about a centimeter and a half of snow. It snowed. It's gone now, though. Um, typically, that's what happens in October. It'll snow and then 
disappear midway through the day because it's still quite warm in the day, like plus 10. And I just can't believe how quickly it's happening. But it's incredible how a little bit of snowfall puts me into fall mode. And dare I say it, Christmas mode. I know I'm in a Halloween costume and we're going to focus on Halloween stuff today. But it's just like in the same way that animals know a season is coming, like winter is coming, and instinctually they start to harvest um, and they start to store and they start to prepare. Humans, I think, are the same, or I am of the species of human being that is the same way, where I literally start to like really get excited about Christmas time and fall and, and, um, you know, well, the things I'm going to bake and it's, it's like my aesthetic changes, everything about me kind of like I've the switch from summer to fall is like so instant. I don't know. It's weird. So, um, but I think that a lot of you can relate because you're spending more time indoors. It's dark early. You're lighting candles, maybe scented candles. Um, you look more forward to your meal. I think it's in the summertime, it's hot. And you're more focused on like getting in your last few hours of sun and doing your sports and all that sort of thing. And, and a meal is sort of like a last minute salad at the end of the day. But for me, in the morning, I start thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner or where I'm going to go for dinner. Typically, I make dinner, but um, on filming days such as today, when my makeup is on fleek... I plan to go out for dinner. <laughs> it's a little extreme for my small town, but um, what can I say? I just show up places. Sometimes I go to the grocery store. People are like, where are you going? I'm like, I filmed today, okay? <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so today would be, is day 14 of my Halloween special. And so, like I mentioned before, you should check it out and it will stay live until the 31st. So, um, and you can actually purchase the videos on OnlyFans and they will be up there pretty much until the end of time. So don't worry too much about it, but it is a lot cheaper to buy all the videos on Patreon. Um, and I just decided that I'm going to be throwing a Christmas party. Last year, I had a Christmas party planned. I sent out invitations. I had all of my RSVPs. And two, no, a day and a half before the party was supposed to happen, we lost power. I would have not canceled the party because I would have assumed that the power would have been back on. But when I found out why the power was out, which was a total disaster, it was actually vandalism and like cut wires and things that was going to take a long time to fix. So we were basically told to hunker down, you know, as long as you got firewood, if you need help with your heating, like it was a crisis. <laughs> so I had to cancel the party, which was a bummer because I was really prepared for it. Uh, and this year I was like, okay, it's going to work because in December I have my 25 days of lingerie, uh, which is another high tier, which is a blast and you shouldn't miss it either, but it's so much work on top of the work that I already have to do in December. So I was like, okay, and then throwing a party on top of that and, ah, uh, like, it just seems like crazy, but because I'm in this nostalgic getting cozy and thinking about fall and winter, <laughs> I'm like, how fun would it be? Uh, so I have a lady that comes uh, to clean my house once in a while. And she's like, do you want to book anything extra for December? Like if you're going to throw a party and we do like a deep clean before the party or whatever. And I was like, 
Yes. I, so I booked her. And so that was my official trigger pull for the party. Um, but it's funny because the stuff that I got for the party last year was what was available in my town. And um, now I've got some time to kind of order the plates that I really want, you know, and the decor that I actually want, not just what I whipped together last year. So anyway, I'm getting excited about that and uh, probably start to message friends and family about their availability. I freaking love even bad champagne. I love it. I just can't say enough good things about good champagne, bad champagne. <laughs> but like I said, it's a good actually, if you do ever open a bottle of champagne that's terrible and you hate it. And to me, it would take a lot for me to spit something out. Like I would never be at somebody's house that pours me a glass of cheap champagne and not drink it. I can stomach it and drink it. It's fine. But um, throw some juice into it. Save it that way. Okay, so I <laughs> was looking up some like Halloween themed topics to discuss and bring up and you and I can both learn some things, but I legitimately found this article and it's it's called here are 20 Halloween themed sex toys that'll really get you in the spirit. And I was like, <laughs> as if, and these are actually super hilarious. Uh, okay, a glow-in-the-dark mini wand vibrator with seven patterns and ten intensity levels. So you can whip up a cauldron full of orgasms under the harvest moon. <laughs> so cheesy. Wow, yeah. Um, this is <laughs> a Frankenstein dildo for every mad scientist or anyone who has the hots for Mary Shelley's tragic creature. That's freaking disgusting. <laughs> That's so gross. A dapper suction vibrator that can double a simple and sophisticated penguin costume as a simple and sophisticated penguin costume, like March of the Penguins or Happy Feet, but with an X-rated ending. Um, these suction vibrators are bomb. Let me just tell you from personal experience, okay? A girthy tentacle dildo with a length of 8.7 inches and a maximum diameter of 3.3 inches at 1.1 pounds of silicone. Uh, is this what it feels like to be devoured by the Kraken? <laughs> Fuck, okay. This is insane to me. It looks really weird. And it's, I think, derived from a lot of anime porn where they can't actually show like male, female sex. It's always like a tentacle that is the penetrating object. <laughs> How do I put that in a classier way? Um, so I'm assuming that's where this comes from. The princess puppy puss. <laughs> Sorry, the princette puppy puss by Cute Little Fuckers. That's the name of the brand, which is designed for dabbling in butt stuff or exploring those erogenous zones with the tapered legs of this miniature kraken-like creature. It just looks like a little octopus. Probably vibrates, I'm assuming. <sighs> this one is really weird. Yorick, the gothic femur bone dildo. <laughs> That's just over 7.5 inches and handmade with premium silicone. So you have a body safe and satisfying romp. So uh, this big old insertable toy has a maximum circumference of 7.5 inches and brings a whole new meaning to the term boner. <laughs> I love it. Handmade sex toys. I don't know, man. That, that kind of freaks me out. The fact that somebody's touching, like has their hands all over my sex toy. I don't know. Strange. Oh man, okay. 
a vibrant butt plug attached to an even more vibrant 19-inch unicorn tail. So you can be a unicorn in the streets and in the sheets. Ha ha ha. That's one thing that I, like I've seen these in sex shops a lot, these butt plugs with like an actual tail on them. But it's kind of interesting because like to have the tail coming out of your butthole as opposed to like above it, you know what I mean? It's just not, it's not anatomically correct. But if there was a butt plug that maybe had like something that I went up so the tail was a bit higher, I don't know, man. Oh, or a classic spade shaped butt plug that's decorated with a pink tail so you could step out on Halloween in an adult interpretation of My Little Pony. <laughs> Ooh, this is a fleshlight, a freaky open-ended fleshlight that has both an alien mouth and butthole so you can pick your position. <laughs> the mouth does not look attractive at all. Ernie, that is the butthole part. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is interesting. A unique cushion design with contoured tips for an extra stimulating sensation and that you can ride bareback like a domesticated Godzilla or something. So you just probably suctions onto something and then you just rub up against it. A sleek wand constructed from durable glass for an extra satisfying massage inside and out. Plus there's a unique pink handle that's like your own personal sex life seagull? Seagull? An 11.5 inch body safe fisting toy that's realistic in size and shape and only gets weird when you think about the fact that it's dis that it's a dismembered arm but like it'll reach your sweet spot so this is an interesting topic i have to admit the whole fisting thing to have a whole hand and arm up there what the frick i'm not judging because there's a lot of creepy stuff and crazy stuff that people do um, and I'm not calling it creepy, but when I see this weird silicone hand, it freaks me out. Just this, this whole, the whole thing just freaks me out. Uh, a silicone butt plug attached to a fluffy bunny tail in case you want to be the house bunny or a playboy bunny or a sexy March hare or something. Okay. This is the Fleshlight Freaks Reaper, which is a horrifying version of everyone's favorite masturbator with a unique opening that leads to a ribbed and rippled sleeve for a spooky but satisfying stroke session. Weird. The Trinity and her partners, Trip and Trine, <laughs> a creature dildo that puts a unique spin on, a class, on classic sex toys with three waterproof heads and detailed smiling faces. These three are sure to rock your world. Okay, this one, a 40 inch devil tail with attached butt plug to compliment your devil may care attitude. Okay, well, yeah, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, zombie dick. A premium silicone dildo created with a design that's literally decaying, but shout out to the zombie for packing eight inches and wanting more than just brains. <laughs> Ew, it's so weird. Same with the freaking Frankenstein dildo. That's terrible. All right, that concludes 20 Halloween themed sex toys that'll really get you in the spirit or creep you the frick out. Well, you know what's funny about this cocktail, the habanero, um, which is not spicy at all, Like I, but I also have a, I can't really taste spice, but when I put this to my mouth and breathe through my nose, I can feel the habanero go up there. I can feel it. Um, okay, so I'm gonna keep that open. So I was having this discussion with a friend the other day and we were talking about 
um, Halloween candy and Halloween candy that you can stand or can't stand or that you like or don't like? For me, it's very much hands down. Tootsie Rolls, hate them. Never liked them. I think what happened was, so growing up, my Oma and Opa always had frozen candies or frozen chocolates in the freezer. So my Opa would go to garage sales or just different sales around the town and uh, also the wholesale warehouse and things like that, and buy like expired candies or pop or that kind of thing. Um, pretty much items that were kind of unsellable, but not poisonous, just not, they're over, they're expired, but like a candy that expires in 2018, <laughs> you can still eat it. Too. It's not going to kill you. It's just expired. So anyway, <laughs> um, I grew up, especially after Halloween, um, having candies and things that were always readily available, like on the table, seeing a little bowl or my Opa would slip us a candy here or there. Um, that was a bit expired. Even at Christmas time, the, sometimes the brandy beans would be, would have a lot of blooming on the chocolate, which means when the, when the chocolate starts to, I, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily turn, but it starts to kind of like dry out, I guess. And, um, it gets like a white crystallization on it. And you know, when you're a kid, you don't give a shit, you just eat it. <laughs> so, um, when it cut, oh, and so I think that I don't know if it was from my Opa or I had an old Tootsie Roll. So somebody gave it to me, whether it was a friend or a cousin or whatever. Uh, and it was absolutely rock hard and disgusting. And it tasted like, like really bad molasses to me. And uh, from that point on, I never liked Tootsie Rolls, even to this day. I mean, I bet I could probably eat a nice soft one right now and be like, that's damn good. But it's just something that I avoided, like the plague, from the time that I was small. And so still today, haven't gotten over my uh, distaste for Tootsie Rolls. Uh, so Tootsie Rolls is one. Another one is M&M's. No, I don't like M&M's. I think it's rare to get an M&M that's not old. <laughs> it's like the M&Ms that go into Halloween candy are like, for some reason, I think different than the ones you get in the bags. Uh, and I do believe this with Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, okay, how do I say this without going off track? Oreo cookies, when I was younger, the recipe was different for the icing. Okay. And maybe for the cookie too, but the icing used, I used to take the cookie apart, take the icing it would come off in like a little pancake and put it on my tongue and it would start dissolving and melting right away. Now I think that they, they use like a, uh, um, what's the word hydrogenated oil or like a palm oil instead of butter or whatever they used before in the icing. So it, it's more waxy and it doesn't dissolve the way that Oreo cookies used to. My theory is that there's a different recipe that they use for the Reese's peanut butter cup, individual peanut butter cup, um, Halloween candy version, uh, the individually packaged ones compared to the three in the package. And I think that they probably sell so much of it over Halloween because they are in mixed packs. You can buy them on their own. They're like, you. Any, every household that's giving away little candy bars, had this, they've got peanut butter cups. So it's almost like they know this. They make them a lot cheaper and make a lot more money um, over the Halloween season. 
and it's a money grab. And I don't, I'm not saying it's any better or worse for you to ingest, but something's a little off. And it's, it makes sense, doesn't it? If you know you can make an extra like 100 million over ha Halloween by switching out the good oil for the shitty crappy oil, you're going to do it. Hey, okay. <laughs> let me know your theory on this. Um, I have a theory, like I said, about Oreo cookies as well. Uh, you know what I saw in the grocery store yesterday that I st it stopped me dead in my tracks? Gluten-free Oreos. And I stopped literally and I was like, oh, and I'll tell you what, I would be a thousand times more excited if the filling was as delicious as it was 20 years ago. <laughs> but it's not, so... I won't be buying them. That was a sign. I need to take another sip. All right. So Halloween jokes. Let's read some Halloween jokes. These are cheesy jokes, by the way. But you know what? That is my opinion. And I'll tell you what. A joke is subjective. Everybody will take it differently. And I'm going to do my best to read these out to you as funnily as I can, no matter how annoyed I am with how terrible they are. Here we go. Why did the monster go inside the bar? For the booze. Boo. <laughs> what do you call an annoying pumpkin who does stupid stuff? A jackass-o-lantern. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Uh, <laughs> what health insurance do Halloween creatures use? Mediscare. What is a skeleton's favorite board game? Tibial Pursuit. What happened to the cannibal who showed up late to the Halloween dinner? They gave him the cold shoulder. Uh, why do we carve pumpkins at Halloween? Because they have less blood and aren't as messy as animals. <laughs> what is the witch's favorite crime show? America's Most Haunted. What do you call it when a vampire has a serious problem in his home? It's a grave problem. Wow. I'm just reading over some of these and some of them are so bad. What's the cause of death when the gigantic prize-winning pumpkin crushed a man to death? He was gored to death. Why do cemeteries have walls and fences? Because people are always dying to get in. <laughs> I got so sick of trick-or-treaters on Halloween night that I finally turned off all the lights and pretended I wasn't home. Forget the ships, my lighthouse, my rules. <laughs> Yikes. What did the parents say to the baby ghost? Don't spook until you're spoken to. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, either you're welcome or I'm sorry. Those are the two answers I have for your question. Why did you do that to me? Uh, a little bit of Halloween fun. Can we try to have some fun around here? God, just reading jokes isn't that offensive. It is to me because they're pretty shitty. Um, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching Kill Tony lately. I, I've heard about it for a long time, but never knew what Kill Tony was. And I've heard Rogan talk about it and all the podcasts. And they just talk about Kill Tony like everybody knows what it is, but I, I didn't. So I went online and um, on YouTube and typed it in. So it's basically um, Tony Hinchcliffe uh, hosts a live podcast, I think every Monday. And... Um, he is at basically a venue where people go to see him and watch the show. And the show is random people going up to try to do stand-up comedy. So it's either their first time, maybe they're experienced. It's a live show 
And it's genius because it is so cringy, some of it, but sometimes it's glorious. Some people are so good. And a lot of times it's people's first time up there. And it is a little difficult to watch people bomb. That is happening all the time. And essentially, the Tony Hinchcliffe has like a, a panel of people watching. So he'll have Rogan on there. Or he'll have other comedians. And so everybody gets 60 seconds. And when their time is up, there's like a little meow that lets them know their time's up. But then they can kind of keep going for another 10, 15 seconds to finish up the joke if they're in the middle of it. Anyway, so they they go up there and uh, do their one minute set. And then after they're done, they get roasted by Tony and the other comedians. And it's actually really funny. So if you are bored one night and enjoy stand up comedy, go check out Kill Tony. This is not sponsored on um, on YouTube. And it's uh, it's interesting, but you know, I guess it's the first time I've really seen a lot of stand-ups uh, bomb. And I realize that like the skill you have to have to do stand-up comedy and be in front of people and be witty and keep your senses about you and timing and all this stuff. Like there's so much that goes into so much art that goes into stand-up comedy because you imagine, oh, somebody just goes up there and starts talking and tells jokes. Oh, big deal. Uh, but it truly is a big deal. I started fantasizing about doing stand-up because it is literally one of my biggest fears is, I mean, I think public speaking is a lot of people's fears. They're like, I don't know. But what happens to me when I start to tell a joke or I start to have a lot of eyes on me, I blank out. Like I, I actually, in the middle of what I'm saying, will draw a blank and stand there like a deer in headlights and completely forget what I was saying. And it's just like a strange mental thing that happens. <laughs> Obviously, everything you do is mental. Um, but, sorry, the band, the waistband is like making me sweat because it's plastic against my bare skin. That probably looked pretty unattractive. <laughs> anyway, so I would inherently be fearful to go up on stage that I would draw a blank that what would happen is I would psych myself out and draw a blank because that's my fear. I realize and after seeing people go up there and completely forget where they are, what they're doing, that what their set is, like their joke, um, they get distracted by somebody who says something like it is a fucking nightmare to be up there and bomb. But you'll, if you talk to any comedian and I've not really talked to many comedians, but I watch a lot of comedians talk about themselves and to each other that... Um, you just got to go up, you got to go up and you got to go time after time after time. And every time you bomb, you learn and then you go up again and then you might bomb again. And then you just, you know, you think about it later, what you did right, what you did wrong. So I don't think anybody can go up there and just kill it the first time. But I have fantasies that I'm that person that I could go up there because I've got like a couple jokes that I've written, like three really good ones. So like a minute and a half worth of stand up that I know I think would kill, kill Tony. Um, so I'm kind of like, thing is, is when, the reason why I started my channel was because I was really curious about it. I believed that I could probably do it, but I was terrified because I 
did not know how it would come across. I'm not an 18-year-old size 2 California model. I was trying on swimsuits. I had no audience. I had nothing. I was starting from scratch. And I was like, I had so many people in my life at the time that were going to judge me for it. (laughs) But I taught myself what I needed to learn to do it and to do it successfully. And I, a lot of it was fluky because like, I just so happened to be a professional artist before I was a YouTuber. So I could make, create my thumbnails. I didn't need extra help. Um, I had some video editing experience. So like, I just kind of things sort of fell into place for me, but um, I was resourceful enough to learn and figure out how to do certain things, you know, like nothing, knowledge, not having certain knowledge doesn't stop me because I can find out how to do it. So with this whole stand up thing, I'm like, what is the secret? Is it an, a gifted thing? Like, you know, somebody can naturally sing is natural pitch and tone and just is born with it is comedy is being a comedian the same thing like is it like if you think about somebody like David Spade we all know David Spade and if you don't you can look him up basically this is Joe Dirt okay David Spade naturally as a person he is quirky and weird and he's got a certain way he talks and a certain cadence and so he is like a born he's born kind of funny because his timing and when he acts in a movie he plays himself like he's not acting more silly or dumb like he is just it's who he is right all the time whether he's on Ellen or on his own podcast or you know in acting in a movie that's just who he is and there are a lot of comedic actors that are like that right that don't have to turn into a character to be funny so I'm wondering like is it that Another thing is, is like, I'm not trying to become a stand-up comedian, but I just thought to try it, to go up there and do it and probably bomb and or not. Maybe I could pull it off, make some people laugh and then get the thrill and try it again and then do it again. And then again, and then, you know what I mean? So uh, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to the point where I'll be at like an open mic and uh, put my name in. Or maybe there'll be a kill Tony that I go to and I put my name in. Just throw myself to the wolves. Because, you know, the saying, um, do something that terrifies you every day. Push your boundaries, right? Anyway, so that's that. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to close out this podcast with some groovy music. Because I found a tune that's kind of like a little bit Halloween-y, Halloween-ish. This is called Les Figures by The Devil's Sway.
Les figures. Les figures. Well, everyone, that concludes Kitty Liquor episode 74. I hope that you loved it. And I hope that you participate in my Halloween special. Don't miss out. Halloween comes up once a year. And I only get this crazy and dressed up and into character one time a year. That's not true, actually. Um, when I do my 25 days of lingerie, I also get into different sultry characters depending on the severity of my lingerie. Um, so go ahead to my Patreon or OnlyFans. All of my links will be down below in the description box under my pillar.io link. Uh, so you can find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff, as well as Patreon and OnlyFans. Uh, and I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope you have an incredible weekend. I hope that all of you have a very safe and very fun Halloween. And I will be back in November with some brand new content and i'm super super excited so stay tuned subscribe like and i will see you all in my next video bye